Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being here with us today. I so appreciate you. I'm so grateful to be here on the radio with you today, talking to you about a often confused but so important part of our lives. And that's the simple word grace. I hope that as we go through today, that one of the things that you'll be able to take away is some grace, especially for yourself. To be able to release yourself from the burden of the judgment that we place on ourselves over things that are in the past. As you know, thriving entrepreneur here and everything that I do for you, we want to live in the um, judgment-free zone where you can just simply be you, maximize you today, be the best version of yourself today. Regardless of what happened yesterday, yesterday's gone. We can't do anything about it. And tomorrow will come. When it gets here, we'll deal with tomorrow. Today, we can maximize today and be the best version of ourselves. And that is the key for grace as we grow. You see, grace and for those of you that grew up in church like I did, GRACE is an acronym, well, it got turned into an acronym that um, has, in my opinion, um, ended up confusing the concept of grace, the basic concept of it. Um, now, God's riches is at Christ's expense, GRACE, um, as acronymized in church, um, is a good way of explaining the concept of uh, Jesus giving us access to God's grace. But I don't want to go there. This isn't intended to be a sermon. Um, what I want to talk to you about is the basic concept of grace. Now, grace is a little bit of a deep conversation. I'm going to say that right up front here. In fact, I recorded this first um, intro segment and I deleted all of it because I went a little bit too deep um, and I don't want to lose you in the concept of grace. So let me try to break it down really easy for you. Grace is generously applying an oversight of something someone else did that you have them dead to rights to and letting them go from the consequence that should be of the action. Does that make sense? So we think about um, you know, all of us were teenagers at one point and we did something, you know, something foolish, something stupid. Maybe it was really bad. Maybe it was just, you know, your parents told you to go to bed and you stayed up late reading a book, um, you know, and everywhere in between. And those decisions often haunt us, right? We think back and we're like, oh, if only I would have learned how to eat right as a, as a teenager, rather than just, you know, slamming down all the gross junk food that we tend to eat as teens, um, you know, it would have made my now adult life so much easier. Now, this is a perfect opportunity for grace and for grace as we grow to come into our lives. Let me explain to you. You see, what happened yesterday, what you did as a teenager, you can't change it. It's fun to have the conversations about, you know, if you could get in a time machine and go back and to, you know, blah, 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 what would you do differently? But the truth of the matter is we can't do that. We can only grow forward. We can only maximize while it's called today. And so to do that, the first step in that is we have to let go of yesterday. And so, in and of ourselves, and this is where it starts, we have to liberally apply grace to ourselves. Now, that's not a matter of not 
um, owning up to the things we did. Sometimes we need to say, I'm sorry, I blew it. We need to just take responsibility for the things that we did. But then even in those, we need to generously apply grace to ourselves. We need to understand it's in the past and then choose to let that go and to be a better person. You see, grace only works if we then choose to take that opportunity to be not held to the standard that we deserve to be held to and give ourselves, cut ourselves some slack. Now, when it comes to other people, this is easier to do, especially someone you love. You know, your child makes a mistake and breaks something. And yeah, maybe even in the minute, you're very upset about it. Um, But at the end of the day, we apply grace very easily to that wonderful, beautiful little child. And we scooped him back up in our arms and we hug and kiss them and we tell them it's okay. And we move on. Not because that priceless family heirloom that just got destroyed isn't something that, you know, you would never want to be destroyed, but only just simply because giving that child the grace to move forward and not be stuck in the moment that, you know, they tripped over their own two feet while they're learning how to walk or something like that. The same is true when we look back at the child inside of ourselves. And let's be honest, the child inside of ourselves is even that person from yesterday, but especially going back into the past when we were actually children. And there were things, decisions that we made that were, let's just say, less than. They did not serve us. And now as an adult, we're living in the consequences of those decisions. I used food earlier. It's a perfect example. Many of us, like myself, are overweight because we created habits as a teen that, or maybe even earlier on, that we now still fight with or don't fight with uh, to this day. And we need to give grace to ourselves and then move forward. We can't change the eating habits of our past. We can't just have that weight disappear, but we can create better ways of showing up today, being better today, giving ourselves grace as we grow. You see, when you know better, you do better. Have you ever heard Oprah quote Maya Angelou about that? When you know better, you do better. You see, until you know better, it makes sense that you're not doing any better. But once you do know better, you can then choose to do better. And part of being able to choose that is allowing yourself grace to grow. When we apply grace as we grow to all of the circumstances in our lives, we find that then rather than being bound by the past, we can gracefully share our past with others who are now going through things that we've already been through and we can relate to them and help them also apply that same grace to their own lives and move and grow and learn and all of us become a better place. Now again, It's not to judge ourselves if we haven't done that, but simply learn from the application of grace in our own life and generously applying grace to ourselves, to our circumstances, and to the events of our past that then allows us to come into today, the only day that we've got. Tomorrow will come, and then it'll be today, and then that'll be the day we have. But today, we can be the best version of ourselves while it's called today and we can generously have applied grace to ourselves and then we grow. So that's what we're going to talk about with a couple of really amazing international best-selling authors is grace as we grow and they're going to give us some insight 
in how we can apply that grace in our lives and live as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. (laughs) Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity, and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far, and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbesttellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free, it's guaranteed, it's proven, we've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbesttellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve, reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now, what are you waiting for? Grab a pen, here we go. All you gotta do is book a call, yourbesttellertoday.com. Go to yourbesttellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me here on Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about race as we grow. We talked in my intro about what grace is and how we can apply it to our own lives to really powerfully show up in each day of our lives as the best version of ourselves. And so now to be able to help really hone that in and help us see both the execution of grace in practice as well as get some ideas of how we can give ourselves grace as we grow. Let's jump into the first of our two international best-selling authors and have a discussion about where life may have started and all the amazing, awesome places that it can go. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Join me in welcoming Nolia Alexi. Hey, Nolia, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm doing absolutely wonderful right now, Steve. So your book is called Expectations of a Prisoner's Wife, The Prisoner Within. Tell us a little bit first about just you and what you've been through. Okay, so me, um, as you know, I'm Nolia Lambert, but now my book is up under Nolia Alexi. And Alexi is my dad's my dad's surname, that, that is the name I'm fighting for. Um, and I don't think that any of my marital relationships that I have been in deserve to have a title of my book. So no, that's why they name it's not on that book. I've been married twice. My first marriage um, didn't last uh, because he was always in prison. He's in my second marriage is what this book is all about. I went into the prison and married a lifer um, for the life of it. Now, um, the, the name of the book is called The Expectations of a Prisoner's Wife. It has a lot to do with what we expect from, um, from our husbands that are locked up when they get out and things like that. But the most important thing about this prisoner within um, the expectations, Um, I just want to um, amp that within out because it's not just always about the prisoner inside the prison, but more so the prisoner within. I I was inside a prison and I wasn't even in prison. So with that being said, I was um, just coming into Christ, just coming into recovery. I I came from um, a, a abusive, a very abusive childhood. I came from abusive childhood to where I had to run away. You know, the rape, the um, molestation, 
and I had to run away and fend for myself. I had a baby at the age of 14. I was pregnant the whole 13 years old. I made 13 years old in October, and I mean, I got pregnant. Um, uh, the day I the the um, day I made 14 seeds, the next month I had a baby. So I just made 14 years old. And I had my little daughter, and um, we've been through foster homes. We uh, we got a story, and I had to go out there and fend for myself. Um, so that's how I even her dad. Her dad went to prison. He went to prison, and I had to go downtown Oakland to visit him when he was um, inside that superior court jailhouse. I used to go up there on the 10th floor, I believe, and visit him. And that's how I met my first husband. While he was in jail, I met my first husband. And while my first husband was in jail, I met the man that I walked inside that prison and married. And we just don't want to go on and on about these men in my life and how they always in prison and how come I'm, I'm single today. You know what I'm saying? Because um, everything that I was supposed to give to a healthy relationship, I gave it to some man in prison. And all that was because I was um, locked up myself within, the prisoner within. I can walk that walk out right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, Steve. Yeah. So, and then the book has, you know, stories of other ladies as well. Um, What would you say is the commonality? I mean, because some of them had good experiences and some of them not. What's kind of the commonality that brought all of you guys together? Right. So, um, you know, God gave me this vision and I wrote it down and it took some time for me to um, bring it out. And so me, I'm always having good ideals and things like that. The commonality was we were all there. We were all there. And that's what LV said. LV, um, Weathersby, she has her story inside the prison and she addressed it as, we are all there and can't nobody tell our story. Um, we are queens. That is what she said. She said, we are all there. Can't no one tell our story. We are queens. And she is definitely right. We were all able to um, tell different stories. And what I was pinpointing when I was getting everybody's story was I was looking at the good, the bad, and the ugly. And um, we look at Joanne's story. Joanne is with her husband right now, and they are living um, happily ever after, per se. You know, you look at my story, and I'm the one who just got tired of being tired of, um, I mean, I was in recovery and going inside this prison to visit him with him, demanding me to bring him drugs and things like that for the sake of love, and I did it, but I ended up relapsing, um, you know, while inside, um, while bringing him those drugs, the drugs he demanded probably never made it to the prison, because I used them all, and, um, you know, and and that was ugly, you know, and with, um, and I was even in church at that time, I am just so ready to be transparent about everything, Steve. Um, then we look at LV's story. LV, um, he, she was so vulnerable going in there, and he and he was bad. He was a real bad boy. He was put on heroin inside the prison, you know, and he ended up, you know, um, dying inside that prison. And then we um, had another story, Verna. Verna um, did not make it. She did not make it. She passed away before the book can get um, published, and um, I was writing her story, and I see her story. Now, she didn't go inside the prison to marry a lifer. Her husband got sentenced to life while they were married, and she was the good wife that ran inside the prison to be by her husband's side, and, and, and she was abused during the whole process of coming inside the prison. 
And um, she didn't get tired of that until after 40 years later. And, and one of the reasons why is because she was a prisoner within herself. You know, we come from some, you know, you're talking about baby boomers here. You know, you're talking about the crack um um, um, crack academic. I'm, I don't know if I'm saying that right now. You know, I want to say crack pandemic, pandemic everywhere, but no, it's, it was the crack um, thing that came out. We was all part of. Um, yeah, we're all older women, and we went through some stuff. And where we come from, see, they didn't have all the access to getting the help that is needed for your mental health, like they have they have now. They didn't have all that. So um, Berna didn't make it through. She died of a heart attack. Her husband came home, and maybe a few weeks later, she died. And he was very abusive to her, even when um, she came home. And I, my own by yourself, want to say um, she, he broke her heart. He broke her heart into pieces, and that's what happened. She had a heart attack. And he died because he did not stick by her side the way he was supposed to. He um, left her, you know, he dogged her, he left her, he went back home to his mama. That's right, Steve. A uh, 70-year-old man went back home to mama, you know what I'm saying, instead of being with his wife. But anyway, um, that's that's what we all got in common. The only thing we all got in common, maybe more, but um, one thing that comes that sits out is that we all was married to lifers, lifers inside prison. Wow. So the people reading this book, I mean, of course, sharing with you their story, your stories, but what are you hoping that Mm -hmm. they will learn from the stories that you and the other women have been through? Um, Steve, I'm hoping I'm hoping that these women will see, will see through us women that we had already suffered for them. We had already took the abuse and we sharing it with them. I'm hoping that they just don't read into um, us being, you know, women that marry lifers, but that they see um, the pain that we had to go through with those lifers. I'm also hoping that they see the encouragement that I put inside the book for them. That, um, I mean, I really want them to be encouraged to know you might be married to a lifer or someone in jail in general, because there's people that's going to read this book that just have somebody inside the jail. I'm hoping that um, me growing, you know, growing and glowing through this book, that they will see how to be the wife that they need to be inside um, being married to their husband. I'm hoping that, um, they know how to be that wife to their husband inside that prison. And I'm also hoping that they be in the relationship with their husband um, equally, you know what I'm saying? And that they will not be abused, that they will really be in there in a loving way. And what I say, and you know, I'm very spiritual. I am a Christian. I do believe God. I believe God when he say, love him with my whole heart, mind, and soul. This is what I'm hoping for the women inside the prison, that they will learn how to love God with everything they have in order for God to show them how to love themselves so that they can know by loving themselves how to love others. Because that's what I had to do, Steve. That's that's exactly what I had to do. And I do believe if I would have loved myself going inside that prison, meeting him, because, you know, all those introductions to those prisoners starts with a letter. I, If you just see the letter he gave me, I look at that letter today and I laugh 
I'm like, what did this man say on this letter that made me want to marry him? You know what I'm saying? That took 11 of my years away from me. And I mean, faithful 11 years, you know? And so I, if I would have loved myself, Steve, at that time, I probably would not have um, gone for not one line of that paper. But now we do have women who was in these relationships before um, these men went to prison. And um, everybody needs somebody, Steve. I'm not saying don't go to the prison. I'm not saying don't go visit your loved ones. But I am saying don't go to that prison and marry no lifer. Please. I'm saying please don't do that. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Absolutely. So right. give us one last word of encouragement here um, of what you know now that you wish somebody would have shared with you when you were 15 or 16 years old? Oh my God, see, that's good. Man, you sure? One minute. Okay, fine. I'll choose one thing, Steve, okay? Because it's like, it's like plenty of things. And one thing that I wish I would have, someone would have told me when I was 15, um, yeah, so I, I wish they would have told me um, to pull my skirt down. Seriously, I wish someone would have told me at the age of 15 years old, pull your skirt down. Um, I wish they would have told me to pull my skirt down and showed me how to sit down and be a lady. I love all my children. I have six of them. I love them all. But I do believe if someone would have told me to sit down, pull my skirt down, and be a lady, I wouldn't have all those children. And, and God forbid he know the plans for me, but I didn't have none of that. I didn't have um, no one um, telling me how to go inside the kitchen and cook. I didn't even have them telling me how to speak. See, I learned it all the hard way. I, I'm talking about street since first, that's how it was for me. Street since first, praise God. Yeah. If somebody wanted to go deeper with you, you know, say maybe they are married to a person in prison, um, do they, is there a way that they could contact you? Yes, Steve. You know, these days we have um, a Facebook you know, we have Instagram, and I definitely go by um, yes, Lord, because that's what I had to do. I had to say yes, Lord, to everything he was teaching for me to get to where I'm at today. And you can find me in, on Facebook, yes, Lord, Nolia. You can find me on Instagram, yes, Lord, Nolia. Um, 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 I definitely have... Um, a phone number, you can contact me. My number is 707-359-9679. I have a website, um, uh, www.godsglorydivine.com, where I, you know, I, I would rather them to order, order my books and things through my website and on Amazon. But yeah, I am very open um, to someone if they want to go deeper. And, and, and this is a good time because um, I, in the process of writing the book and everything, God has cleared out a lot of clutter. He cleaned out a lot of stuff. And I'm just going to be transparent and tell all God's business because you know what? It, 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 it's not my business because it didn't benefit me at all. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's God's business because it can benefit you. It, it can benefit you um, <laughs> by hearing my story so that you don't have to make the same mistakes I made. That's awesome. The book is called Expectations of a Prisoner's Wife, The Prisoner Within, mm -hmm. written by Nolia yes. Idel Alexi. You can get it on Amazon or at her website. Nolia, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Um, you're very welcome, Steve. Thank you. There are a lot of things in our life that we can imprison ourselves 
while actually being free out in the world. And often those prisons become far worse than any kind of confinement that could ever come from the outside of us. And most of those have to do with the things that we have not applied grace to ourselves for. We need to understand as we grow that in each step, this is the point that we apply that grace and give ourselves the right and the ability to move forward powerfully in the grace that was given to us. Think about that a little bit as we take our first commercial break here on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Let's jump back into it and talk more about growing with grace, how we can live gracefully every day of our life, yes, but more so how we can apply grace into our own lives, forgive ourselves of the things from the past, and let ourselves move forward gracefully into the powerful future that we have. There are so many things that we can't change about the past, but there's so much goodness that there is for today and headed for your future. And I really want that for you. So I hope that as you listen to this next international best-selling author, that you will really see yourself and learn ways that you can grow with grace. Join me in welcoming Bridget Larray. Hey, Bridget, how you doing today? Hey, Steve. I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Uh, enjoying the rain a little bit, as long as it doesn't stick around for more than a day or two. <laughs> oh my God, I love the rain. How dare you? I love it. I know, rain. right? So book two, the first 33, One Woman's Journey from Trash to Treasure. Part two is The Untamable Teenage Years. So we're going to jump into the book, but first just tell us a little bit about you in general. Who are you? Uh, who am I? That's such a strong, powerful question. One that could definitely intimidate some people if we don't know who we are. Because in my untamable teenage years, I didn't know who I was. That question would have scared me away. Like, who am I? But I know now. <laughs> so I'm a phenomenal woman of God. I am, I am a woman who's been through a lot. But do not, as Lisa Nichols say, stand in my story. I stand on my story. And I'm a woman who has a mission to relinquish shame, embarrassment, and guilt in this world. And I do that by shameless storytelling and by me having the courage to share my story and the things that I've been through in life and the things that God has brought me through. I believe that it does encourage others to share their story. And there's healing in storytelling. There's healing in owning our story and owning our past and just owning, living in the fullness of our truth. So I am Bridget LeRae, the CEO founder of The Bridge Method, which is a transformational program that I put together using a lot of the tools and exercises that I came up with from things that helped me in life. 
And I'm a woman that wants to help the world, like be a, a change maker as we all have dreams. Like we all have dreams, right? If not, um, T.D. Jake says, if you don't know your, if you, what does he say? If you don't know your, your purpose, just go after your passion because your passion will lead you to your purpose. So I'm a woman that's after her purpose. Perfect. So um, for people who haven't read it yet, you need to get book one, part one of the first 33. Give us the, yeah, there it is. All right. Um, give us the brief, you know, 30, 60 second view of what did we learn in book one? In book one? Well, in book one, you definitely learned that God is always in the details. Like I took you through the maze of the first, the early years of my life in the first 33 part one is called the early years. And I showed you like a lot of different ways that God was always there with me when I thought I was alone. I would be in a room full of people and still feel alone because that was something that was deep, deeply rooted within me. God was always there. So you learned that God is always with us. Okay. And also you learned that not only are you not alone, other people need you to share your story so that you could, you could uplift, encourage, and inspire them to share theirs. So I shared a lot of things in, in my book, and I got a lot of great reviews on Amazon, and a lot of people said it was very relatable. A lot of times they felt like they were alone in their younger years and nobody went through the things that they went through, which we, a lot of us feel like that when we're going through things, but they share with me that it helped them look into their story and pick out the, the things that they were holding on to, like a, you know, like a dirty little teddy bear you, you keep with you from years and, year and, year and years. And they just share that, just knowing that they wasn't alone and they wasn't like, kind of like tripping on you know make believing that something happened in their past that didn't happen and they said that reading my book made them want to get closer to Jesus I'll tell you okay this is going to answer that question right here I was in Cape Town South Africa on a book tour with the first book and I gifted a young lady with the book. She worked at a gas station and I was in Africa for two weeks. I met this lady, this young lady, and I went, I gifted her with the book. She thanked me. I went back to the gas station two days later and she said, oh my God, she came and ran up to me and hugged me. And she said, I read your book. Oh my God. She said, you, it just helped me so much. So I'm just shocked. I said, well, what did it help you with? She said, it just really made me want to get closer to Jesus. Like, she's like, I, I, I grew up in church. I knew my way. I know the way of the Lord. And I just kind of fell off, off the path. And you just reading your book made me want to get closer to Jesus. Like just as I am right now. Like, I know I don't have to be perfect. Like you just showed that in your book. And she thanked me. And I actually have, uh, she, she filmed it and everything. Uh, I'm going to, wherever I put this, I'm going to drop the, uh, the video. So you all can see this young lady. So it's just really helping people, um, you know, get closer to Jesus. Cause it's definitely a Jesus centered book. He's always there. That's awesome. So now we're into part two, The Untamable Teenage Years. Tell us a little bit about that book. Maybe tell us what's your favorite part of that book and what's it there for? Oh, that's a deep question. We should have rehearsed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My favorite part of this book. Oh. Well, my favorite part overall is that the book is a collection of stories there's a lot of storytelling. So I love the fact that not only are you going to read the book, but you're going to feel like you're right there with me. It is so descriptive. You're going to feel like, oh my God, like a friend called me today. He read the book and he is, he's a, he's a music writer. He, he writes music and stuff for BT and like shows. And he said, listen, coming from a professional writer, this book is excellent. 
said it's so detailed. He said, when I write music, I need to see the music in order to write it. So he said he could see everything that I was going through. Like there's a story in there where I was, I'm not going to give it all to you, but I was being stalked by a murderer and I seen this murderer and, and the way that I described it in the book, my friend said he was scared. He said, I got nervous. He was like, I was scared. I'm a grown man. He said, the way you, and it sounded like he was going to pull out a gun on you and shoot you. He said, I was scared for you. He said, but then I thought about it like, well, I know her now. So I know she didn't get shot, but he said it was so descriptive. He was scared. And that's how every single one of the stories in the book is going to make you feel like you are right there with me. That's perfect. And what's the, I mean, so the first one helped people get closer to Jesus, you know, from their early years. What's yeah. the purpose behind book two? Ah. So with book two, there's actually three essential components or issues that I cover. One, it's the same as the first one. <laughs> You are not alone. You are not alone. You're not alone. That message is so important. I have to give it to you three times because I know how I felt when I was in my deepest, darkest hour. I felt like I was all alone. Like I faded in the background and I was invisible. Not invincible, but invisible. Like no one could see me. So in this book, I just wanted to let people know that you are not alone. And then the second essential thing I would like for you to get from the book is that you can change at any given moment. You do not need permission from anybody. You do not need to make an announcement. You do not need to consult with your friends and your family. At any given moment, you can decide to change, to transform, to make, a, to make a change in your life. The Bible says, and what is that, Romans 12, 2? I'm not a Bible scholar, so check, check it for yourself. Romans 12, 2, it says to be not conformed by the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So in the book, I share with you, as I'm going through the stories, I'm sharing with you the state of mind that I'm in right now. So you'll see Bridget in the book going through what she's going through. Then, you're he then you'll hear Bridget at this point in time talking about it from a different perspective, a different mindset, being renewed, transformed by the renewing of your mind. And also you have all the resources already. You don't have to wait until some miraculous moment happens, some, some life or death situation happened to make the change. Like you can decide to make a change right now. Cause as a good friend of mine, uh, David Torres, he tells, he's an amazing speaker. And he tells a story about um, what decide is, what, what it actually means, the important sense behind it. Like when you look at side, the suffix side, anything that comes before that is about cutting off something. Homicide, suicide, genocide, it's all about cutting it off. Like this is it. So when you come, when it comes to decide, that's about cutting off any other option besides the one you've decided to go after. So you don't need anyone's permission. And the third thing is lastly, but definitely, definitely not least, the triplets. I talk about the triplets a lot in this book. And what I call the triplets is shame, embarrassment, and guilt. Those are the three things that the enemy loves to use to keep us in bondage, to keep us just quiet and scared and not moving forward, not growing, not excelling, not being the person, the woman, the man that God created you to be. Those triplets keep us bound. So like that, like I said, that's my one of my that's my mission in life to relinquish those triplets. So that's why I do shameless storytelling story so that you know that you're not alone and whatever you went through, that's your past and leave the past in the past. So, and own your story, own it, own it. You don't have to be bound in the shame. Like it happened, it's in the past, it, just, it's hap it happened, that's what it is. You can't do anything about it, it happened. Tell your own story because no one can tell it like you do. So 
Let's give the people that are listening here in these last couple of minutes, let's give them something that they could take action on. Now, one of those actions should be, of course, getting the book. But besides that, what's something that they could start doing right now to begin to, uh, you know, live a little better life? Oh, that's a good, that's a very good question. What is something that they can do now? For one, as I just said, um, the importance of decision, making a decision, deciding. First, you have to become aware. Awareness is always the first step towards positive change. So be aware that there is an, an area that you could grow in. So make be aware, make the decision to do something about it, and then seek after somebody that you may look up to, someone you know, uh, I don't even care if it's a celebrity, like just seek after someone and just study them, someone that you are inspired by, motivated by, and study that person. You know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. That's what I did. I studied, I studied Lisa Nichols. I studied Eric Thomas. I studied, I studied Napoleon Hill and I'm still studying people. I'm growing, I'm growing. Matter of fact, I have right here a list of coaches that I'm going to research every month, like once a month for this whole year. This month, this month, January is my coach, my mentor, someone I can touch and call and, you know, get information from is Richard Martinez. Um, like just do a little stuff like this, get in, get serious and start making a change for your future. And um, also if you're looking for a program or something like that to go through, I do have a program called the Bridge Method and there are six different formulas that we go through each formula. The first one starting with is B, being in the fullness of your truth and living in the fullness of your truth. So within that four week formula, we are just really getting down to the nitty gritty. Like everything I do, I'm open, I'm vulnerable, I'm raw. So, and my clients feel very, very open with me. So that's why there are results because I'm not, Talk, I'm not speaking from a textbook, like it's from experience. And the bridge method is all about tools, exercises, and things of that matter that I've experienced, things that help me to get to where I am today, from trash to treasure. So you can definitely go to bridgelaray.com and get more information on the bridge method. You can get the books there. If you go to my site and get the book, you'll get a signed copy. And also, like I have a lot of great resources, a lot of great people that I work with that I would definitely recommend as well. Um, a lot of different communities like the Gap community that I've learned a lot from. Um, this stuff that you can do as well. And, and as far as um, Toastmasters, this is, what, this is what helped me to kind of shape and form my story and who I am. Like you meet amazing individuals, one being Michael Schaefer, who I met through Toastmasters. He's my speaking coach now. He helped me, like you'll see the story. The book is full of stories. He helped me to, to shape storytelling. So if you want to share your story or if you wanna improve anyway in life, like join the Bridge Method, join the Toastmasters, it's international, so wherever you at, there's a Toastmasters in your area. Um, you know, just keep growing, do your research. And what else did I want to share? Just be you, be authentic. Don't try to be like anybody else. Like, like even though I'm researching these people, whatever they have, I might steal it, but I'm going to put my own little twist on it. So you can do the same thing. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just, just do it and give credit where credit is due honor people, honor people that you learn from. And, and Perfect. Uh, all right. So, uh, and your website, um, Bridget Bridget Laray.com spell that for people so that they know for sure how to spell Bridget and Laray. Sure. Bridget Laray.com is B R I D G E T T L A R E.com. So it's bridge with two T's. And then Lorraine, L-A-R-E, Bridget Lorraine. Perfect. 
I appreciate it. Well, the book is called The First 33, Woman, One Woman's Journey from Trash to Treasure, Part 2, The Untamable Teenage Years by Bl Bridget Larray. Bridget, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. You're welcome, Steve. And then I do have a little secret for you guys. In the book, there's also, from the people that love art, there's also original paintings from people that I know and love. So you'll enjoy that treat in there as well. So thank you, Steve. Thank you so much to Kid Marketing for helping me make this book a number one international bestseller. I appreciate everyone that downloaded the book. And look out for part three of the First 33 Trilogy is coming soon. So you can follow me on Instagram at Bridget Larray. You got the spelling. Follow me on Facebook to keep up when the next book is coming out. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Thank you so much. We all have things from our past that we wish weren't or that we would change if we could go back and do it. But that's not really real in life. What we can do is apply grace liberally to our own lives and move forward powerfully, growing from the things that we went through to being the shiny person that we are now and make such an incredible difference in this world. I hope for each of us that we really can truly do this. We're going to take our last commercial break and then we will be back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. We have reached the end of another episode. All of the fun time we've had together. Uh, so many songs that I think of from my childhood, like the end of the Mickey Mouse theme song, you know, the Mickey Mouse Club theme song, which was actually technically from my dad's generation, but they played reruns when I was a kid, and the end of the Carol Burnett show and stuff like that. And I just really do appreciate the time that we get to spend together each and every episode together as we come together and thrive, we learn more. This whole concept of applying grace into our own lives is so huge. Um, I mean, it's way bigger than we can ever possibly think of tackling in one episode. But I do hope that it will help you begin to go back in your life and apply grace to some of the things that you've been beating yourself up with. And even more so, because we can't change the past, that starting today and moving through that you will have grace as you grow. Apply that grace liberally to yourself, knowing that you absolutely are 100% worthy and worth it. You're so valuable. You're so important to the world. You do something that no one else can do. You be you. That's all you have to do is just simply show up as the best version of you. We often want to make it so much harder than that, don't we? We think if we could cure cancer or do something just mind-blowing that then somehow it would make it, our lives, whatever, more important, more worth it. But the thing I want you, I hope you will understand today, is that you just simply being you 
is exactly the thing that the world needs. We've got an Oprah. We've had a, you know, insert here, right? Whatever type of person you respect and admire, you would love to be like or similar to, that person's already existed. But you know who you are an expert at being and were created to be? It's you. And so as we apply this grace to our lives, and as we continue growing throughout the course of our life, we have the grace as we grow to be able to do the things in this world that only we can do. And then the world is a better place. Um, it's quite utopian, and I know that perfection isn't something that we'll see on this side of life. But imagine for just a minute, you know, I think of the song, What a Wonderful World, you know, and imagine what the world would be like if even for just one day, everybody just purely was the best version of themselves, just maximized who they were, um, you know, and rather than living in judgment, rather than worrying about ourselves and others, we just all took on one day and we all in the whole entirety of the planet, all the billions of people that live here on this planet, all were just like, today, we're going to be the best version of ourselves. That's a song that needs to be, uh, it needs to be written and sung, right? I mean, some of you have probably heard the uh, song Lazy by Bruno Mars, where, you know, he talks about today, I just don't want to do anything. Um... I think the opposite, the other side of that, is really the song that we all need to sing. And that's all about today is the day that I'm going to be the best me I can be. And maybe, maybe the best way to be you today is to take good care of yourself and is to take a nap. Those are valuable and valid things to do that maximize today. Whatever that thing may be, you may have something big that happened yesterday or something big that's coming up on your horizon and you need your rest to be able to show up powerfully for those things. That's okay too. That is an awesomely incredible way to be you. I really, really love seeing people just really shine as who they are, showing up in the world, because here's what I know for sure. You are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world needs you. I hope you know that anything that I could do to help you share your message with the world, I absolutely am here to help you. I want to see you thrive in your life, in your business, in everything that you do, gracefully showing up as you and being okay to just apply grace into your own life and be the best version of you, simply maximizing while it's called today and showing up in the world. Thanks for joining with me here today. I hope until we're together again next time that you are incredibly safe, happy, warm, and loved, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. who's on a mission stand out with your brand out <laughs> check this out guys yep everything's marketing and marketing is everything your existing book can become a best-selling book or even hey like mine a number one international best-selling book in five days listen if your business isn't known by everybody it's obscurity and that's death right the same thing is true for your book if you're not happy with the way your book is performing you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling Go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve,
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You